Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Welcome back to the WFO Life Podcast. Life has been happening. And both Lieutenant Colonel Chris Story and I have taken a necessary hiatus from active episode production while we sort out our work, our schedules, and world events. That said, we're back. And without further ado, I shall jump into our topic, expanding on the the self-mastery series that we started in Season 4. In this episode, we're going to piggyback on and expand on the Thinking Trap episode Chris and I did in Episode 48. Today, we'll delve into how the mind works. Specifically, we will explore common thinking traps that often derail positive outcomes or what might better be described as, quote, right thinking, end quote. As a side note, thinking and thought development is really multifaceted. It's a very complex behavior if you think about it. This process is driven by our innate temperaments, our genetic makeup, our world experiences, heck, our childhood, our external stressors. They also stem from our emotional and social intelligence and our communication ability. That's just to name a few. Not to mention our hierarchy of self-preservation, replicating ourselves, and our survival instincts. These These all shape how we think and how we react to the world. There's also external factors like your diet, drugs, alcohol, And prescription medications, all of these things can impact how we think and what we think. Chris and I have done a tons of topics pinging around the idea of right thinking. The point of this sidebar on thinking stems from a very real phenomenon we call thinking traps. A thinking trap is a concept or a thought that spontaneously pops up but has a flawed ideology or cause. It's important to note that all thoughts and emotions and all emotions, for that matter, are not the same. Some thoughts that become traps can't be trusted to be accurate. That's right. I'm pointing out that just because you have a thought or just because you have an emotion doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's accurate. You can have false information. You can have an external factor that's impacting your thought process that provides you some response that isn't actually reality and, in fact, can lead you to make a bad decision, a choice, or an action that uh, sets you back. It, it, it derails you from the things you want to accomplish. So if, you've had, if you have not heard episode 48, feel free to go back and listen to that one. It, it's, you know, we covered some different thinking traps, some very common ones that actually have research that shows that they're uh, you know, statistically the more, uh, very common. But today we're going to add to that list of common thinking traps because the more of these we understand and know about, the more likely we are to make positive decisions. I believe that by learning these traps, you will be more likely to recognize them when they pop up. I, I definitely, once I read through these, I thought, yes, I've done that. Yes, I remember a time whenever I made a decision based on that thinking trap. And look how that turned out. So awareness of these traps allows easier identification. I'll show, I, I think I'm going to list them first, and then I'll kind of review each one of them individually and leave you with a few thoughts. While you listen, think of times you may have been victimized by these false thinking traps. Think about times you may have seen your friends or your family say things, take action, or make important decisions under the influence of these thinking traps. 
So the first, and we'll again, we'll go through these in detail individually, but let's just list them first. There's five. The first is all or nothing thinking. The second is called jumping to conclusions. The third is called emotional reasoning. The fourth is overgeneralizing. And the fifth of the common thinking traps that we're going to talk about today is ignoring the good. So let's explore each of these a little bit more. So the first is all or nothing thinking. Sometimes this is called the black and white thinking. And this kind of thinking operates in extremes and doesn't leave room for anything else in the middle. Examples of this might be things like, uh, I have to get a perfect score on this test. Or if, if we don't win this game, what's, uh, I shouldn't play at all. If I can't get this job, then perhaps there's nothing in this field I can do. If this deal doesn't work out for me, I, have to, I might as well just give up. You can see how these brief examples are, uh, they, they show a, a black and white extreme decision-making and an extreme thought process. Whereas the reality is life is pretty messy and there's a lot of gray areas in life. I've known this in my career in medicine. A lot of times people come in with a, a given condition. Well, let's talk about diabetes. So you come in with diabetes and there's that there's people that have borderline diabetes. There's people that have, they're just overweight and they don't have the clinical symptoms of diabetes, but they're on the risk spectrum. And then there's people on the far end of the extreme that have, you know, they're on insulin and they're on dialysis and they have all these complications of diabetes. So there's this large gray spectrum of what that condition is, just as one example. And so the reality is if you just say you have diabetes, you don't have diabetes. Well, there's, a, there's actually... It's not all or nothing. There are things in between and gray areas in almost every decision and thinking process we have. Of course, you could get something besides A's and still be successful. Of course, you could potentially lose a deal or not get the job and you still would have an opportunity or maybe have a better opportunity in the future. All or nothing thinking would make us think that's not possible, but actually the realities and well, of course, reality is much different. So be careful of all or nothing thinking. The next critical thinking skill, uh, thinking trap, I should say, that we should talk about is jumping to conclusions. This is when you might form an opinion without really enough evidence. And sometimes this gets called, you know, assuming the worst. And there are a couple of key ways that people jump to conclusions. The first way is what we call mind reading. And this is a, I've, we talked about this in episode 48, but it's the idea that we know what other people are thinking or we're imagining what other people think. And mind reading, as we talked about in episode 48, is, is really, you got to be careful of this because I see this all the time. I have people that, you know, I mentioned uh, in the previous episode that I have people that I have treated that have some social situation at home and everyone's against them and they think this, they think that. And the reality is when you you ask the that person, are you sure that they actually said that? Did they say that about you? Did they say you're not a good mother? Did they say that you are not a good employee or that you did a bad job on that that report you submitted? Did they actually say that? No, they didn't. Oh, so that's you just imagining what they're saying. This is false thinking. This is a thinking trap. It's called mind reading. And it has a rather 
negative assumption to it. Okay. The other one is foretelling the, the other jumping to conclusion type, if you will, is fortune, uh, fortune telling. And this is predicting the future basically. And so th- this might be situations where you've got a big job interview coming up and you might say something like, I'll, you know, I, I'm definitely not going to get the job or uh, you go to the the dance or the the big party says, no one's going to want to talk to me. And, uh, some, you know, something bad's going to happen if I don't, you know, stop now. These are, these are things that are like jumping to conclusions and with, with kind of a negative connotation to them. Another one I sometimes hear is like kind of in like in the dating world. It's like, well, they didn't call me. She didn't call me back. So she doesn't even like me. It's like, no, there's like a ton of reasons why somebody might not call you back. Has nothing, it might not have anything to do with whether they like you. They may have some issue going on. They might have had a flat tire. They may have you know, some catastrophe in their life that has nothing to do with whether they like or don't like you. And so the reality is we have to be careful with jumping to conclusions. This is something I always try to be very careful with in my career choice uh, as a physician because you know, you got to be careful not to make decisions for people medically without enough evidence. I routinely see people that come into my clinic and they said, well, I have uh, joint pain and I have this and that. And therefore, I must have rheumatoid arthritis because I read about it on, you know, Google or something. Well, actually, no, you need quite a bit more evidence. You need quite a bit more information before jumping to that conclusion that you have an autoimmune disorder. And so I think that's uh, really important that we be careful with the jumping to conclusions thinking trap. The next one is called emotional reasoning. This one's pretty straightforward, but the idea is because you have a feeling or an emotion, it must be true. The best one that I've, I've seen that's a good example of this would be like, I feel lonely. That means I don't have any friends. That's not the case. That that's an emotion that's giving you a false conclusion uh, and a reasoning or thinking that is not correct. Just because you feel lonely or have that emotion of loneliness does not mean you don't have friends. There's a ton of reasons why you might be alone at that moment, or you may be having that emotion, and it may have nothing to do with the number of friends. There's lots of people that feel lonely that have hundreds of friends, and. You you have to be careful with emotions. I, we've talked about this some in other episodes, but emotions, and this is a topic, by the way, we're going to get into in the self-mastery uh, uh, series, but emotions are really important because they give us uh, a gestalt, a, a big picture reaction to the world that we're in. And, and sometimes they can give us some very cl- some very good information about how we should act in any given situation. If you have fear because you're in a dangerous situation, uh That fear is probably good because it's going to cause you to react to protect or preserve yourself. But sometimes emotions can pop up and they really don't have a useful – they they can come from an unuseful place and they can also be false. Just because you have fear doesn't mean you have to let – you have to act or um, engage in that fear. Just because you have um, anger, uh, jealousy – um, all kinds of, you know, all these, all these negative emotions, just because they're there, it doesn't mean that you have to absolutely engage with them. It's okay to, to recognize them and witness them that you have those emotions, but it isn't always helpful to fully engage in them and say, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to just be angry and act and let that emotion course through me, cause me emotional harm, uh, cause me physical harm in some cases with some emotions. 
And it, it, an emotional reasoning is something that can be triggered by, by sometimes uh, the emotions that we experience due to, to what's happening in our lives or what's happened in the past. And we have to be careful to witness those emotions and be careful that they're not causing us to make untrue assumptions or uh, false decisions based on them. The next thinking trap is overgeneralizing. And this is really just a pattern that, uh, that we sort of think we see in our mind based on one event. So that might be, I had a fender bender, therefore I'm a bad driver. Uh, it might be someone said something negative to me. So quote, everybody doesn't like me or nobody likes me because that person said something ugly to me. Uh, you miss a question on a test. I'm an idiot. I will never get this right. Anytime you see, have these thoughts that say never, always, nobody, everybody, when these kind of terms are coming up, you've got to think, maybe I'm overgeneralizing this. Sure, you can screw stuff up. Sure, you can make a mistake. Everybody does. But that doesn't have to be overgeneralized into this broader, negative, unhelpful thinking. So be careful of overgeneralizing. There's lots of ways. I think I've done that before. Everyone's done that. See, I just overgeneralized. Everyone's done it. I'm sure everyone has overgeneralized. <laughs> the next one is ignoring the good. This is an I think this is a really important one. I'm a big I have a big interest in this concept of right thinking and how automatic our thoughts can be and how automatic negative thoughts are very very commonly programmed into us. But when we look at ignoring the good, this is the idea that we sort of tend to ignore the good things as if they never happened. And that we tend to focus on the negative things that are happening without understanding that there were good things that happened along the way. And there's a ton of ways this can happen, but I think humans, I I don't want to over, I don't want to overgeneralize this, of course as the previous thinking trap. But I do think that there is a real tendency humans have to look or seek what's wrong and look for points of failure or points of breakdown. I think that's a common behavior. It's a common thinking um, style. And I think it leads to this, this idea that, okay, you can have, you can have, a, let, let's say my work day here. I can go to work and I can have an excellent awesome experience with multiple patients, my staff, I can have an awesome lunch and I can come back and have good energy and, and made a difference in people's lives. But I might have one patient that comes in and that patient is upset about something unrelated to maybe anything I've done, might be upset about you know a, a previous visit they had at another doctor, or they may be upset because they're scared about their medical problem. And they can come in and they can uh, bark at my staff. They can uh, insult someone. They can um, uh, be argumentative and all kinds of things that we sometimes see whenever patients are upset and struggling with their health issues. And I could look at that and, and be upset by that right at the end of the day and say, man, this day was terrible. This is terrible. I, I can't believe I had to deal with that guy and what what a mess that was. And why can't I help him and help him get better? and 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 why in the heck do I have to deal with people like that? You know, I could do that and say, that's a, that's a, you know, that the whole day was bad. Oh, it was all terrible. Or I could look at it and say, man, that guy was really challenging, but man, 
I saw 15 other people before that that were a pleasant to see, that were happy that they they had got a good checkup or good report. I, I can be thankful and and happy that my my staff were there. They were everyone was healthy and we were working as a team and and we had a good efficient day. You know, I could ignore all that and I could just focus on one negative thing that happened, a negative outcome or, or something that we wish we could have done over or not done at all. I have to be careful of this. Ignoring the good things, the blessings, dare I say, uh, are is a very is a very serious thinking trap. It's one that I think leads to a lot of a lot of emotional negativity, and it leads to a lot of unnecessary suffering. And I also think that the more we ignore the good every day, uh, the more we discount our blessings. I think the more unhappy we become, and the more our we you know deeper into this hole we can fall emotionally and with our thought processes. So those are the five thinking traps that I wanted to bring to your awareness: all or nothing thinking, jumping to conclusions, emotional reasoning, overgeneralizing, and ignoring the good. So now that you are armed with more thinking skills and an understanding of common thinking traps. My suggestion is starting to reflect on where your thoughts come from. Are these thoughts helpful? Are these thoughts true? Have you been trapped into a false line of thinking? And what kind of decisions could or would you make differently moving forward, armed with better understanding of these thinking traps? I hope this has been helpful to you. This series on self-mastery is something I feel very passionate about. And Chris and I are both working hard behind the scenes to develop this content and bring these things to awareness. And we look forward to sharing more in the coming weeks. We thank you again for listening to the WFO Life podcast. And we encourage you to join our tribe by following the link in the show notes to our Future Focus Health Network tribe, specifically dedicated to the WFO Life podcast. And we would love to hear back from you and encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues, or anyone interested in a you know, positive personal development, self-mastery messaging. This is what we do. And uh, in addition to bringing to you interesting topics and information that we find in our daily walk. So with that note, I'm going to end there and look forward to hearing back from you.